Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey, hey, hey there. Welcome back for another Coach's Corner with Sylvie Dow, your host of Secrets from the Saddle. Now, I love, I'm really enjoying bringing this aspect to the podcast because as a cycling coach, there's so many different things that we can think about. I mean, I'm just building a list already. I'm sad that I'm only have one day a week where I can talk about coaching tips, but today is a super important one. Now we're going to be talking about your diet. Yeah. Like, so, because the more people I talk to as a coach, whether it's with regards to cycling or just straight uh, health transformations, the diet is 80% of the equation. Can you agree? So I just want to apologize in advance. I am at home. We do have a full house. And if you hear anything, it's probably the kids upstairs. And in addition to that, make sure that you subscribe and to the YouTube channel, you subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. Please take a moment to write a quick review or give us um, a rating. I am really working towards bringing this to the top of the list and I need your help. All right, so today we are gonna be talking about, like I said, your diet. I hate, sorry, I really don't like using the word diet because you know it, impl- it has the word die in it and diets are never successful um, because it is a short-term thing that everybody just goes towards, right? They just want short-term gains, you know, they don't, you know, they don't look to the long-term. Um, so I really try to avoid using that word as much as possible. I just use like, um, you know, something like uh, your eating habits, right? It's basically what they are. So here we go. There are eight, count eight, beat those diet saboteurs. So kind of the ways we sabotage ourselves when it comes to eating healthy for cycling. And we're going to put it into a cycling perspective, but let's just face it, this has everything to do with everything. And it does, it's not just, you know, with regards to what you're doing while training. However, there is a big aspect to it because when we think about training on our bikes, we have to think about the full picture. And that means sleep, post and during and pre-recovery nutrition. It is not just about putting in the miles. And any good coach will tell you that. And if you read Joe, uh, Joe Friel's books, 
he talks about that. And um, like I said, if you got a good coach, they will sh share with you really great tips and not leave you to your own divide of like trying to figure it out. That's what it's like. If you work with me, I make sure that nutrition is first and foremost um, in the program and you're following some sort of routine because if you're not bringing in good nutrition, nutritionally dense food, the more you train, the more you're going to be, you're going to leave your body nutritionally bankrupt. And that leads to injury and it leads to sickness, period. So let's talk about the eight diet saboteurs and we have some solutions. So we're not going to just going to leave you with like the, oh my God, you're doing something really bad kind of thing. We're going to give you some suggestions. All right. So the first one, number one is your mind is elsewhere. I love this one. Okay. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you, I got these ones from Canadian cycling magazine, the latest ones, but I'm adding a little bit of my own advice to these ones. Um, so let's start with the first one. So distracted eating. How many of you sit at the table and you're eating while you're scrolling or you're sitting, you eat at your desk? Okay, so that's distracted eating. And you'd be interested to know that in a 2020 study in the Journal of Nutrition found that when we eat or drink calories while mentally distracted, it can alter your, your neural taste processing in a way that reduces our ability to pick up on certain flavor nuances. I never knew that. I don't usually sit with my phone when eating. I try not to sit at my desk because usually that's the only time that I get up and walk around. However, here's another interesting stat. Published in Obesity Magazine revealed that adults who eat meals while using social, such as playing video games, or watching TV consume almost 150 more calories than those who are eating with social distractions. So take stock of what you're currently doing when you're eating. Okay, here's a fix. I think you can figure out what that is. Stop eating while so scrolling through social media. Okay, there's one. There's one fix. Um, don't eat your desk and here, use your utensils. <laughs> so stop with the sandwiches, actually make a meal that you have to use your fork and knife and or your fork at least or your spoon and chew. Spend some time chewing your food. It makes a big difference. He was a friend of mine. We used to go to his place in uh, New York State for uh, training camps and uh, uh, Mike Frazee and um, he would say make sure that you chew your food while you're riding 50 times okay I mean this is sitting we're talking about sitting at the table but I know a ton of people who like chomp down like power bars and don't bother chewing much and then like they're just stuck in your your throat they they don't sit and digest so chew your food 50 times until it turns to liquid so that it actually is digestible quite 
a lot quicker and it breaks down faster, right? Number two, how often do you eat? So the frequency of your eating habits. Now, this one's I'm going to kind of change because, you know, they, they do say, everybody says, you know, increase your frequency of eating. Now, some people take this to an extreme. Um, there's a three times a day, right? You got breakfast, lunch, supper. I eat five times a day, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, supper. And the reason why we say that, you know, to eat more frequently is that so that you can keep your blood sugar level balanced. Because we all know, we've all heard about that afternoon crash at two o'clock when you've eaten at 12, it's two to three hours, and then you're going through that low because you basically digested your food and now you're hungry and your blood sugar level is starting to drop. So then you go for the chocolate and, and sugars that really spike your insulin levels. So that's why, you know, we say as nutrition consultants, uh, dietitians, it's good to map out your eating so that you're eating consistently. Now, here's the other thing. People take it literally and they basically eat whatever all the time. Like, you know, their frequency is like every half an hour, every hour, but it's also what you're eating. Now, when I say five times in the day, there should always be protein associated in that five times to keep the blood sugar levels balanced, to keep the energy, it's slow digesting energy. Okay, here's your fix. So like I said, schedule your timing. So depending on where you had your breakfast, so if, say if it's five, uh, six or seven, you should be having a snack, eight, um, nine, 10 o'clock, eating 12, one o'clock, um, snack to three o'clock, then you're eating five, six o'clock. So that's like two or three hours in between each meal. It's, it basically, you don't want to feel hungry and your snacks should be hundred to 200 calories. No more. Don't eat a 300, 400 calorie snack. That's like a, that's like eating four meals in a day. And you're wondering if you're wondering why you're not losing weight, that's probably one of the reasons. So take stock as to what you're doing. And I always recommend that if you don't know how many calories you're taking in, take three days, download an app like Carb Manager or MapMyFitness and track everything that you consume. That is an eye-opener right there, and you can make some adjustments. Okay, number three, you forgot your post-ride routine, or you don't have one. Um, so here at American Journal of Clinical Nutrition discovered that taking in 30 grams of protein followed an endurance exercise is enough to maximize skeletal muscle protein synthesis. And when I say routine, I mean like taking BCAAs and taking a protein shake, which is a recovery drink. Stop eating or consuming your protein before your workouts. They are not going to do anything for energy. Protein is for at the end of the ride. Proteins for the end of the ride is for muscle development, it's for muscle recovery. You don't need that at the beginning of the ride. This also helps with recovery and building lean muscle mass. How do you fix that? Well, you decide what kind of products 
you want to be consuming. So I hope you do your, your, your research as per BCAAs. Are they clean? Um, are you an athlete that needs to think about um, fillers that might give you a negative drug test? So if you're listening to and you're at that level of competition, you're going through drug testing, you have to find a product that's not going to put you uh, at risk. Find a good protein that's clean whey protein from New Zealand, that's gold standard, uh, no artificial flavors or colorings, um, it's no GMOs, gluten-free, and if you want some advice, I can, you know, message me, I will share with you what I use, and then make sure you have it ready. That means that within 10 minutes, you are consuming a post-ride recovery drink. I learned a ton of this when I was bodybuilding, uh, figure I've done, I competed for like 15 years on both the national and provincial stages for Canada in bikini and in figure. And I've had, you know, so I've been training and this is like, this is your routine. You've got your pre-workout, you've got the, what you're, you're drinking during your workout and then your recovery is super important. You forgot your post-ride protein. That was number three. Number four, you're following the leader. So you have not established your own kind of routine. You're just following whatever's happening on social media. Investigators have determined that the food consumption habits of virtual friends, like these are people you don't know, um, significantly predicted the participants' eating habits. Let's just talk about social media right now. Social media is a place where um, you only see the beautiful stuff. Like if you post on social media, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You never post the first picture, the first picture. You add filters, and maybe those pictures aren't even from you. You just stole them from someone else. So if I'm following, or if somebody's following you, or if you're following somebody else, you have to make sure that this person is a legitimate athlete just like yourself and they are actually consuming this stuff, not just posting it for reviews. How do you fix that? You start filtering it out and you start finding people who are doing it right. So don't fall victim to somebody else on social media who probably isn't following what they're posting. They're just doing it because you like the pictures. Well, number five, you order on impulse or you're impulsively ordering takeout. Okay, nowadays, um, Uber Eats, um, skip the dishes. How many times do you order out, like maybe so that you get your food after you finish your workout, or maybe by the time you get home, or maybe you do it once a day because you hate cooking? Now, first of all, you want to be um, ordering before you're too hungry, okay? So can we agree, you know, you, you know, when you go into the grocery store and you're super hungry, you, eat, you end up like eating the bag of grapes before you even get out? <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Um, but uh, the calorie difference in someone who orders before they're hungry to someone who orders after when they are hungry is 38% you will eat 38% more. And that's probably from the order of fries you decide to have after your workout. I would totally be there. Before, when you're not hungry, you'll be more mindful of actually ordering something that's super healthy. When you're hungry, you know what you're going for. 
you're going for fries. Don't lie. Just be honest. How can you fix that? Pre-order before you're too hungry. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to have to say. Number six, your kitchen is a freaking mess. That's probably driving you to order out. And it's also statistically from Cornell University found that people who spend time in messy kitchens, kitchens are prone to snacking mindlessly on twice as much junk food as those who hang out in tidy ones. How true is that? Okay, so dirty dishes, empty raptors, lots of takeout hanging about. Um, you're basically not eating the food that you purchased or maybe you're not even going to the grocery store and all you're doing is take out foods. Just first of all, how much money are you spending on that? A chaotic kitchen may spur on stress responses to lead to poor eating habits. So here's a fix. Don't buy the junk food. Buy more healthy stuff like nuts and get yourself some protein powder so that you can make some protein shakes with, um, you know, a banana in the afternoon. Buy more fruits and vegetables. Clean up your kitchen. Worst case, maybe get yourself some paper plates so you don't have to clean plates. I don't know. But, you know, you, you do know how you feel when you walk into a messy space. Okay, number seven. Are you guys ready for it? We got two more left. Saving up your calories. I don't know how many people I talk to where they don't bother with breakfast. They, they just drink coffee. They maybe have a snack. They'll eat like salad for lunch. And then they'll gorge out at supper because they're so freaking hungry. This is not the way, especially if you're training, to do it. Go back to number two, number three. I'm going to add this to number three. So we're talking about protein, your post-ride protein drink. And if you want to think about protein, here's a formula on how much protein you should be taking in and on a day. One gram per pound. Okay, one gram per pound. Go to that fitness app or the calorie counter app and how much protein you're taking in on a day. Okay, let's go back to number seven. Basically, how can we fix that? If, and, and also, let me just add that when you're gorging out on supper because you're so hungry from the morning and you want to eat healthy and you want to lose weight, this will never happen for you if you do not spread out your eating throughout the day. So here's a, a fix is to re-engage breakfast. I've heard all like you grew up never eating breakfast. I'm sad, but you know, if that's the case, this is where you have to teach yourself to eat breakfast. You can always teach yourself that because your, your body will probably appreciate a lot. And maybe a bigger lunch, you have your snacks and go light for supper. That will allow you to also not be hungry further on in the evening. You know, those evening cravings basically starved yourself all day long and you think it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay if you're training um, an hour, two hours a day, and you also think that eating more is gonna make you gain weight. I have an athlete who we've talked about this and and that was one of her fears. She didn't want to gain weight, but here's the thing. I 
am giving her a training plan for six to 12 hours of training a week. If you do not eat, you will never get through those workouts. You will be so exhausted. And then you're gonna get sick and you're gonna get injured. And then your season's gonna be shot. If you're, you're super busy and you find it hard, then talk to me. I can give you solutions for quick, easy, nutritiously dense meals. And that's number eight. You're a creature of habit. Maybe you just, um, I know when I was bodybuilding that I would eat the same stuff with a little bit of change all the, like every day. I knew that was like the amount of calories that I needed to take in, the amount of protein I needed to take, the amount of vegetables, the amount of carbs. I kept it super plain. That can be a detrimental. Studies published by Journal of Nutrition found that people who take in a wider variety of food particularly ones that, have more, that are more nutritionally dense, tend to have a slimmer waistline than those who eat a very plain diet. Nutritionally dense, what does that mean? Hmm. That's pretty hard these days because um, a lot of our food is nutritionally bankrupt, so we have to go to supplementation. Now, I found a perfect supplement company that provides super dense, nutritious food in the way of shakes, they are so convenient, they are so healthy, they are gluten-free, soy-free, they're GMO-free, they have the best um, whey protein, um, there's no artificial flavors or colorings, they're protein, there's um, probiotics in them, so they promote good health and immune-boosting properties. If you wanna know about that, please drop me a message. I will share that with you. I've been using for eight years for when I was competing on the stage to when I was competing on the road. They are absolutely amazing. And the thing is that these days, everything's nutritionally bankrupt. We're supplementing with pills galore. Um, and I would prefer to eat it or drink it. Sometimes we just don't have time to eat enough food for what we're putting our bodies out to do. Um, like training really hard like lifting weights, like you could just be a busy mom who's not getting enough nutrition um, or a busy dad or travel lots and you want to stay healthy instead of eating. So here's your fix, finding some diversity, adding some diversity to your meal plans, to your, uh, your suppers and a wide range of nutritious food and to reach out to me to find and ask what I do. I would love to share convenience, convenience and good nutrition. So with that, everybody, that was our eight ways to beat the diet saboteurs in your life around you on social media, and also to help you get on track to eating healthy. Don't forget to visit my website for the latest and greatest cycling skills courses that I have available. And also, I just want to thank you guys for, for taking the time to listen and maybe implement some of these, um, these tips. I'd love to hear from you about what you've done. Um, maybe you have some to add. Like, there's, there's so many great things. And as mentioned, 
Um, don't forget to subscribe and share and write a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be really helpful. Love to push this podcast to the top. And also back to the cycling courses. So as a cycling coach, I put together these cycling courses really based on giving you the right skills and technique and fundamentals for cycling improvement, um, cycling progress, um, because it really is about technique and skills. You could be the fastest and strongest, but if you struggle with being efficient or having a good economy, like Joe Friel likes to say, which means is your pedal form the best that it can be? If it's not, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, you really should take a look at my courses because that's what I've been doing. I've been teaching these for 15 years. I'm a level three national performance coach here in Canada, coached over 900 women. I kind of know what I'm up to, what I'm doing. I've raced myself for eight years, so I know exactly um, the situation that you might be in and how that I can help you improve. So go to cyclingskillspro.com. Check them out. I have a couple courses in there. I have a free bike maintenance webinar that's happening every Thursday night. Check out the four hour, four week, four module download because that's ongoing. And if you can jump into the eight weeks program, it's 90 minutes a week. And it is to be considered part of your 20% intensive workout because we, we work a lot on skill. We work a lot on drills that give you the skills. And uh, so if you're working out currently, this is one of your hard workouts that you put into your schedule. I have a special promo to get an extra $50 off of my cycling skills courses. Use the promo code PEDAL and you'll get an extra $50 off. Have an amazing day, and remember, you're one pedal stroke away from cycling like a pro, but you gotta eat like one too. Take care, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.